so I want to fix this log. Cool. Um, just attending to a small fire in the room. No need to be concerned. Great poker work there from Doyle. Catherine Boyle. And I'm not Quiva Doyle. And this is Not, 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 not a podcast. podcast. Okay. <laughs> we're back. What's up? We're back and not with the thing that we said we'd be back with. Remember that episode you were waiting for for a year? This isn't it. This is not it. This is a, <laughs> a different episode. This is a different episode. Uh, a surprise bonus episode. A surprise even to us. But it's, You know, like it's like a holiday special Except the holidays are over, mm-hmm. but it's still special. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> but what's more special than either of these two texts that we're talking about today? You know? Like, you know, literally nothing. Yeah, really excited about this one. We, we, it's a holiday special in that we had the idea uh, just before the Christmas break and it was simply undeniable. And we were like, well, we have to make that episode. Yeah, we didn't randomly generate them, but they just, they randomly combined, you know, yes. in our lives, one after the other. They appeared and begged to be combined. And we said, exactly. And we said, okay, who are we? <laughs> who are we to, you know, reject the will of the universe? Exactly. So will we say what they act, what they are? Yeah. Do you <laughs> Sure, that would be a great so, idea. Yeah, so we're gonna discuss the new Matrix film, Matrix Resurrections. And as of the time of recording, the most recent episode of Riverdale called The Jughead Paradox. Of course. Obviously those are the things we're gonna be discussing. The newest Matrix and the newest Riverdale. Because they are as we will prove, the exact same. They're the same. In every way. They're identical. There's not going to be any discrepancies coming up. Literally the same narrative. Wow, we start recording it now. There's just like an incredibly loud fire. The fire's just really gone for it. So apologies for any fire noises. I think um, it'd be nice if it like kind of soothing. Atmosphere. Kind of, kind of like yeah. Yeah, maybe you could like go to sleep to this episode if yeah. you. If you go to sleep, that's how I listen to like any podcast I listen to. That's how I listen to it. I listen to it to go to sleep. So I've never listened to the second half of podcasts. (laughs) So if that's you, um, great. Excited for you to come on the beginning of this journey Um, because you'll be you're like us right now in terms of not knowing where it's gonna end. Yeah, Uh, there's not gonna be. We didn't do any research. Oh yeah, this is a little bit of a different um, episode as well. It's not going to be any philosophy. Yeah, it's just kind of vibing. We're just going to talk about how The Matrix Resurrections and Riverdale Season 6, Episode 5 are the same. Great. So, we dive in, right? Um, it's hard to know where to dive in. I mean, I feel like it seems like The Matrix should should take precedent. But, like, should it? Just because it's good, you know? (laughs) 
quote unquote good. Quote unquote good, unlike Riverdale, which is quote unquote the worst television show ever made and my favourite. Quote unquote bad. <laughs> I was just going to say, that if we were just going to dive right in and say from here on, spoilers galore. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. We're not going to really talk about them separately, are we? No. Do you know what? I think I'm, I think I might do a little Riverdale intro just because mm. I think the people who like the, Ra- the Matrix already know why they like the Matrix and why they would want to listen to this. But they might go, well, what the fuck would I be doing committing my time to listen yeah. to something about Riverdale? Yeah. And let me tell you, as described in this very episode, which we'll be discussing today, this is what Riverdale is. It's a universe of high school dances and masked serial killers, of football and shakes and musicals and cults, diabolical board games and murderous nuns. That's Riverdale on a, like a good day. That's Riverdale seasons one through five. That's only like that's only scratching the surface as well. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's so much else going on because like <laughs> it just like it goes through plot like fucking. What's a what's an expression of something going through something? Like shit through a goose. No, you're gonna say like not like knife through butter or something. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, very fast. It just eats up plot. It's just like it's a plot. It's machine. ravenous. It's yeah. It's real. Yeah, it's, it goes fast and breaks things. Is is yeah. what it does. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so it's incredible. So like, yes, it's got mass serial killers and cults and diabolical board games and murderous nuns. And that's like, that is massively underselling what it's got. And then the first five episodes of season six, which is what's out at the moment, mm. um, are set in Rivervale, mm. which is like Riverdale. In fact, it's exactly the same, but it also has ghosts. That's the main distinction. Yeah, it's kind of the only difference. It's kind of the only, and they act, they do and act the, like it's very different. The magic it's... is sort of like more less implied and more directly shown on screen yes it's very like the twilight zone this season jughead is the twilight zone guy and he like walks on screen at the start and end and he tells you a little bit about the episode yeah it's basically like it's like somebody's written fanfic of riverdale based on the twilight zone that's what this season is yeah, it, I don't think it's markedly like much more insane than Riverdale. However, they do kill off a lot of characters, mm. which is like the only way that it could the plot could got faster, basically. But anyway, I've been wondering how long they could keep up this Twilight Zone alternate version of Riverdale. And in this fifth episode, we got the answer um, because the plot of this episode, in a nutshell, is, is that we discovered that Rivervale is a pocket universe of Riverdale. And the two are expanding into each other uh, and they're going to collapse unless Jughead, not the narrator, can stop this happening. That's that's the part of the episode. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but I think, Quiva, you can tell us a little bit, a bit about The Matrix 4? Um, I feel like if, if people are listening to this episode, they have watched The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, ideally, if it not, would be strange to. I would rec. I do recommend it. Yeah, um, yeah. If not, um, just pause this episode, go and watch it. It's easily found online. I guess. I mean, maybe there's. I really, really doubt it. You know, out of the 
the pool of people who are going to listen to this, are there mm -hmm. any who just haven't engaged with any Matrix content? Seems vanishingly unlikely. Yeah. But like, even if you even if you haven't seen the Matrix, the Matrix is surely you you know what it is that there's like a virtual reality that all human minds inhabit because humans are now batteries. Yeah. Um. There are bodies are now are now batteries that power. The machines that run the earth. That's the main, that's the only thing I wanted to get across. That's the point of the matrix. Yes. The virtual yeah. reality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's the fourth film in the matrix saga. It takes place 60 years after the events of the matrix revolutions. And we are introduced to video game creator Thomas Anderson, who is questioning if his game, The Matrix, might actually be based on memories from his real life that he has suppressed. And so he's like, he's like struggling to separate his perceived reality from like dreams and hallucinations. He's seeing a therapist who's played by Neil Patrick Harris, who's prescribing him blue pills mm. to help control his symptoms. And he is regularly visiting a coffee shop where he often runs into Tiffany, who is a MILF, who is married to a Chad and Tiffany looks a lot like Trinity, who's a character in the Matrix video game, and she, she even rides a motorbike. Yeah, he's basically then told by his, his boss and business partner that they have to make another Matrix game. And, and the, um, his boss tells him, our beloved parent company, Warner Brothers, have decided they will make a sequel to the trilogy, with or without them. So that's kind of the start of the film. Yeah. And then eventually Neo gets out of this version of the Matrix and then the rest of the film is about him trying to like free Trinity mm -hmm. from the Matrix and finding out like what's been happening in the real world since he's been gone. You know, what's important for our discussion of Resurrections and this episode of Riverdale is that you have a creative man who is he's questioning his reality he's hallucinating he's seeing things mm -hmm. that might be from his memories but he's not sure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and you know reality starts to sort of disintegrate around him yeah as the plot progresses so diving right in what i was gonna say is that matrix resurrections resurrections is key to this episode of Riverdale. Yeah, this episode, uh, this episode of Riverdale is Riverdale Resurrections. It starts off with Jughead both being murdered by the side of the road and then he wakes up. But he's like, that first Jughead is still dead. This new Jughead is the protagonist of the episode. Mm. Where did he come from? Nobody knows. Is he the Jughead who's meant to be in this universe? Unclear. <laughs> totally unknown. Um, and then it turns out that all the characters who've been dying and I've been like, wow, they're really burning through main characters here. Mm. It's because nobody stays dead in Rivervale. People just come back to life. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say? Any notes? Any thoughts? Um, I mean, I was just gonna, I was gonna say like, like the reasons that I love The Matrix and Riverdale like are the same. It's just like, they're both stupid. They're both gay like self-referential nonsense you know what i mean that's why i love them <laughs> powerful statements they are do you want to say some stuff about um resurrections in that regard um yeah i think like like all the matrix films are, are like meta 
commentaries on themselves in some way but like this one is definitely the most the most meta of yeah um the matrixes the matrices the matrices yeah um in the same way that this episode of Riverdale like really doesn't shy away from the fact that it's like a tv show based on a series of comics mm-hmm. like they really don't shy away from the fact that, that like it's like a movie about a virtual world where you have like characters playing people trying to escape from a virtual world but they're in the virtual world of the film and then in this virtual world of the film the story of the previous films are a video game Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah yeah like and I think it's like really interesting because after the first three matrices mm -hmm. there was like the matrix online yeah. Right? This mm -hmm. huge MMORPG yeah. that the Wachowskis spearheaded, I guess, right? And it was yeah. the way that the Matrix lived on. Yeah, so they basically like wrote the first few seasons or whatever, whatever you would call it of mm -hmm. um, Matrix Online. Um, and like, that is why the character of Morpheus is dead. Mm -hmm. in Matrix Resurrections is because he died in the online in the online game mm -hmm. in the in the mid noughties <laughs> the mid to late noughties yeah. um, and the, so those games are canon yeah like I'm sure Warner Brothers would have loved him to be back <laughs> and they're like no Randall's he's dead like, no he's but he died though he died so I don't <laughs> it really happened and it doesn't matter um yeah, and I was just going to say, because, like, I always forget that, like, the showrunner and, like, screenwriter of Riverdale, mm. like, he's a comic book writer, right? Mm. Like, not, actually not of the rebooted Archie comics, which is what I always think. Yeah. He is the, the chief creative officer of, like, Archie Comics, the company. Right. But, I mean, his main function there, obviously, is to run Riverdale and Sabrina and their other, yeah. their other shows. But, like... So, okay, people know this, and if people don't know this, they should know it. Apologies. I'm just going to take a couple of seconds to say, yes, Roberto Aguirre's Sacasa, right? Mm. He, like, that his first connection, let's say, with Archie is that he's a playwright, and that he wrote this uh, play called Archie's Weird Fantasy, where Archie, like, comes out as gay and moves to New York. And he was, like, served a cease and desist from Archie Comics, mm. and he had to rename it um, and change all the character names, and it was called Weird Comic Book Fantasy, um, and it came out a few days later uh, in 2003. And then, like, he ended up being the chief creative officer of Archie Comics for totally unrelated reasons, because he was writing comics for Marvel. Right. And then he was, like, writing for Glee, the TV show. Of course. And they... Of course. <laughs> and then he was hired on to write Archie Meets Glee, like a comic book crossover. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. that's how we ended up running Archie Comics, right? It's like okay. not not related to his play that they like sued him over. Anyway, it's just that's like incredible. I always forget that he has this background in comics and actually in a way probably mm. this episode is like a kind of a love letter to cut to comics. Yeah, for sure. Um likewise that's probably that's probably why he's like a, the like Neo is like a video game maker. Yeah. In Matrix 4. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of the reason. Um, and then I also think there's, you know, there's oh, like yeah. the political sort of like gamer commentary that they're trying to make. Sure. 
yeah, that the writers are trying to make. Um, yeah. And not for home as well. Yeah, so I guess that's like the yeah that's like that's the key thing to say because I don't I didn't explain that in my um, Riverdale Riverdale episode intro. Mm-hmm. So like 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 Neo has access to the stories of the the previous Matrix films mm-hmm. through the video game. Yeah, Jughead has access to the stories of real Riverdale through this huge collection of comics. Full disclosure, like I like wrote my like undergrad thesis on like films that have like an internal universe and I like kind of used the matrix as like a justification for mm. for doing this right and that mm. like any films with like an internal universe so like the hunger games is an example right where there's the tv show of the hunger games within the film of the hunger games right yeah. that like how the characters are then engaging with this internal universe tells us something about how we what we're getting out of watching the film itself right so yeah. just just the, that's where i'm coming from where by pointing to like the video game yeah within the matrix 4 and the like comics within yeah the riverdale uh show So yeah, so there's a character of the analyst who's kind of um, in in the Matrix for who's kind of um, kind of replacing the architect, right? Like he's the kind of mm. new head of the Matrix. He runs the Matrix. Yeah. Um, and I guess the like analog to him in the Riverdale episode we were discussing this is mm. this character Dalton Doyley, yeah, who um, Jughead goes to. Who approach, he approach, Jughead approaches him about his theory that Riverdale and Rivervale are parallel universes. Mm-hmm. Dilton is like a physics teacher. He's also, he's styled quite like the analyst. He's got these kind of chunky glasses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I honestly thought were blue, but they're not. Um, <laughs> the analyst is kind of blue coated to be like the blue pills. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jughead says, well, what, do we, what can we do? And he says, do? We do nothing. Forget it, Jughead. Live your life. Stop trying to figure out the secrets of the universe. You've got a good life here, Jughead. Go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, which is like basically what Neo's therapist yeah. like says to him. Yeah. In the you know, when he goes to him with like he's having like hallucinations, doesn't understand what's real or what's not, and he's you know, he's basically just like, It's fine, take your blue pills, you know. Yeah. Yesterday you walked into a meeting with your business partner and he ambushed you, demanding you make a game you said you would never make. This attack effectively took away your voice. His violence triggered you and your mind fought back. You did to him what he was doing to you. We've talked about the value of adaptive anger in healing trauma. Far from suggesting a repeat of your initial breakdown, I believe this episode demonstrates healthy self-prevention. And more importantly, I remember how hard it was for you to share something like this. Which tells me just how far we've come. Yeah, so it's basically like he has a... When he's talking to his business partner about making the Matrix sequel, his business partner's mouth starts disappearing. Like Neo's 
does in the first Matrix film. Yes. And then he tells his therapist about this and he's like, no, this is a healthy coping strategy. You know, you felt like your voice was being taken away and your mind did what you felt was being done to you to your business partner. This isn't a relapse. This is this is good. <laughs> like, yeah. He's literally like hallucinating that the guy's like, you know, mouth is disappearing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, these hallucinations are like, good ones, actually. Yeah, um, this, is, this is progress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, like, likewise, you know, Jughead is like, mm. but why are there, why is there a dead me and a living me? Surely that's a problem. Like, yeah. doesn't that seem like a paradox? And Dilton's like, mm, actually, I think it's an anomaly. And also, I wouldn't be worried. Just, like, just do nothing. You have a good life, you know, Neil, you have a good life here. Don't yeah. be thinking about what's outside. Yeah. yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah so they're they're quite they're quite similar in that that regard um and nia's uh business partner obviously somehow agent smith truly doesn't make any fucking sense yeah i don't think they really explain how he's sort of resurrected but it doesn't matter no it doesn't you matter. know it doesn't matter people everyone's re- resurrected in this film even morpheus he's just a different morpheus it's fine yeah, just exactly. like in this episode of riverdale just like yes everybody's back it's so hard with both of these properties there's so so much that one could talk about yeah um, and i'm sure you know if you've just watched the matrix for you're probably like well i wish you would talk about fucking niobe or like whatever it's just like we can't we can't go there oh i just remembered that i forgot to look up any of the names of the stupid names of all the like little robot friends they have oh you cb know? or something is <laughs> one of them's called sababy 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 i was about to say sababy was not his name but one of, the, one of them's called sababy which is incredibly stupid they're like oh yes and here here are our robot friends fucking conk sababy <laughs> And Richard, you know. So I guess like the thing about Riverdale is that mm. it obviously there's a lot always going on in Riverdale in the show and it's like quite like a telenovela and it's so it's like it's a romance, it's a you know, uh, action, whatever. But at its heart, usually it's a mystery show. Yeah. Right? And this episode is no different. Like Jughead is trying to find out obviously what's going on with the universes, but also who killed other Jughead, right? Yeah. And I, he's not trying super hard or super well, but, like, that's what the episode is, like, wants us to find out. Yeah. Um, and so he feels like once he finds the, like, big bad of mm. the universe, mm. he'll find who, who killed um, the first Jughead, um, which is, like, doesn't turn out to be true. That's a false assumption. Yeah. Um, because the big bad of the universe, I guess, is Dilton Doily. But it's not really. So it turns out that the like big bad of this universe is Archie, um, which is a huge twist because he was killed at a human sacrifice five episodes ago. But um, anyway, he's back to life, right? Because everybody comes back to life in Rivervale. And it turns out that that is why he, by the time we discover that it's him, he's killed two more people. So he's killed. Uh, so he kills Jughead. Can't even remember why. Why he kills the first Jughead. It's not ex- never explained, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he kills Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. Uh, and he kills Veronica. And he kills Veronica. And then he tries to kill other Jughead. And he tries to kill, yeah, kill or other. Or main Jughead. Ma- main Jughead. Yeah. Um, 
And that is because everybody comes back in this universe. And so he believes that if he waits long enough that his dad is going to mm. come back in this universe. Um, yeah. Uh, but his dad can't come back because the real life actor who plays his dad is dead in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think like is actually interesting because I think the this episode like acknowledges that in a way and mm. knows that we know that as viewers. Mm-hmm. So we know that Archie's dad can't come back as viewers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we like don't sadder. know that about any other character. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So it, it like it like it hits different. It does. You know I mean? Yeah. 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 And it also makes it clear that like Archie's um goal is futile you Mm -hmm. know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah completely um but yeah all I was gonna say um about that right like so so that he like he he's like not even he wakes up and like for whatever reason he because he was there at the creation of this universe so just to let you know the creation of this universe where it split off from Riverdale Rivervale splits off in Riverdale is at this moment where Hiram Lodge has planted a bomb under Archie's bed um, and Archie and Betty are like uh, making out in the bed and the and the bomb goes off and so Archie's explanation for why he knows that everybody comes back from the dead is that he was there at the start of this universe now why Betty doesn't know this is, un- is totally unclear but anyway, um, but in a way, to me, that makes Archie like almost a kind of a like a warped, like a kind of a dark sided, like the one analog mm. where like he has like this unique um, insight into the rules of this world. Yeah. And quite like kind of similar to this film, because we know that there's a trinity in the new virtual reality that Neo is in, but yeah. we don't know whether Trinity is actually alive in the film until quite late in the game because mm. we know that she died like well we saw her like get impaled with a bunch of spears yeah. in the matrix 3 yeah um, no she was dead like like, like she was she dead. Was fully dead you know that one they were like okay morpheus was dead off screen but okay yeah. we will back we will but bring trinity back trinity was so dead on screen just impaled so many times yeah 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 by so many spikes um <laughs> But, you know, has been literally, like, resurrected by these machines, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, it's similar. But, like, Neo, if, if he knew that Trinity, like, you could kind of see a version of this where if he didn't know that Trinity was alive outside the Matrix, mm. you could see a version of, of Neo that would want to go back into the Matrix to yeah. be with her there. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of like the, the sort of... Um final choice at the end of the film where like it's not really clear if he would have actually gone back in but like Mm -hmm. this is what the analyst thinks is going to happen the analyst thinks that like he will decide to stay in the matrix to be with trinity yeah and so or like to be in the same world as her you know Mm -hmm. to exist in the same world as her um and so like he makes this deal with the analyst that like if trinity decides to stay in the matrix neo will willingly go back to the machine city and be plugged back in yeah um yeah and so like yeah you're like you're totally right like the, yeah there is a version of that story where he he does that he goes back in yeah it just reminds me of archie and his dad right where he's yeah. like it's worth it like he's like i'll be ritual murdered you yeah, know i'll yeah. like <laughs> like even like let 
the world like explode like this other universe explode you know as long as this one can last long enough yeah. for my dad to come back yeah you know yeah um that's all it's yeah. just kind of it's like a dark like a kind of twisted version yeah which yeah. they're going on about the entire episode in the river the riverdale episode the whole time he's like it's not like a parallel universe it's like a warped version <laughs> It's like a weird version, you know. And it's like a weird version of Riverdale. It's like, what are you... T- like, Riverdale is the weirdest universe already, yeah. you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like, th- there's no weird version of Riverdale. Honestly. Jughead Paradox, the Riverdale episode, right? That is uh, interesting, which mm. I don't think has like a clear analogue in The Matrix Resurrections, but no. it's just very funny to talk about. Yeah, because um, it's like when we say that everyone's back from the dead, it's like everyone's back from the dead. Yeah. Even previous iterations of the same character <laughs> are back from the dead. <laughs> Who didn't die, but simply left. Yeah. So basically, like Jughead has all these comics, and he shows them to the people who are in them to see if they remember the events happening the same or in the same place. Yeah. Um, and Reggie is like reading about himself, Reggie Mantle, mm. um, who recently in, was dragged into hell, and now he's back yeah, from he's the back. dead. It's fine. Um, uh, and he goes, "Why do I look different?" Why do I why do I look different? And they're like, What are you talking about? And he's like, This two of this two of me. There's like one like earlier issues. Yeah. He has like a different character design. And it's because of different he's like, <laughs> oh both incredibly good looking, but different. <laughs> <laughs> both incredibly handsome. Yeah. Um, but uh uh but yeah, and it's because in the first season of Riverdale, Red that character, Reggie, was played by a different actor. Mm. And halfway through the episode, former former Reggie walks in the door. And he says to Veronica, he's like, hey, babe, miss me? But he was never dating Veronica. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. You know, that version of Reggie, as far as I know, I don't I don't remember that they were ever dating because Veronica was dating Archie like that whole time. Yeah. Also, he's truly been gone for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. been gone for nine years in the, in the, you know, in the canon of the show, at least. Um but yeah, he shows up and then they're like, well, what are we going to do about this? And well, first of all, Veronica's like, oh, well, we can't have the two of you running around River Rivervale freaking, people, freaking out. people out. And so their solution is that they'll just go to different events. <laughs> and so like he, Reggie that we know um, and Reggie Prime, which is what... Mm. OG Reggie is calling himself. And like to be clear, they they look nothing alike. Oh, nothing alike. Yeah, yeah. one's about foot taller. Yeah, um, different hair, just different faces. It's really good, actually. I mean, the the Matrix connection that we noticed on first watching the show mm. is that Reggie Prime rocks up and he's wearing a blue shirt. Yeah. And Reggie is wearing a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then later they swap. They they swap for yeah. no reason, and then they swap back. Yeah. Just to give what does you. it mean? And Nobody they, knows. It's, it's not clear. Spoilers both shoot each other in the head <laughs> to solve to solve the dilemma of too many Reggies. Um, but yeah, and then in kind of like a kind of a poor man's version of um of any of the nightclub kind of or fetish scenes from the Matrix, um, Reggie Prime does like a striptease at Betty's bachelorette party mm. in like a police like stab vest. Yeah. 
for no reason. For, you know, it's not that that storyline. What's it there for? I don't know, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I suppose the simil- the only similarity to that, right, with there's two versions of a character mm. uh, to the Matrix is with Morpheus, right? Yes. Yeah, so do you yeah. want to explain who Morpheus is in this film? Yeah, so as we said earlier, the Morpheus of the first three films, played by uh, Lawrence Fishburne, um, dies in the Matrix Online. Uh, the game. The game. Uh, he's gone down in an alleyway by an assassin. Uh, I'm not going to get into the storyline around that, but he's dead. It's canon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's important. Um, so, like, when the trailer came out and there was um, a Morpheus-like character in the trailer, you know, there was obviously a lot of speculation about, like, who that would be, what that means. Is it, like, a program that's designed to look like Morpheus or whatever? And, like, yes, basically that's that's who that is. That's who right? that is, but with, a, you know, important caveats. Yeah, yeah so, like... Yeah, when the trailer came out, I guess people were like, oh, it's a it's a program like created by the machines. But like what it actually is, is a program created by Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. Neo, inside the Matrix as a character for his game, the Matrix. But it's like he's been putting him in a training program where he's been recreating the opening scene from the original Matrix. Mm. And it's not really clear why he's been doing that, because at that point in time they're not making a new um Mm. they're not making a matrix for like that's that discussion is had later so it's not really clear why i don't know if they ever really explain why he's doing that but it's like some sort of experiment that he's Mm. doing to maybe see if things are like his memories are real or i don't know yeah it's not really clear he's testing something anyway in the in the yeah so he's, he's he's like training this um program that he's created and then uh he's training him as agent smith and also as morpheus and then he is freed from this training program by the characters from the real world mm-hmm. and somehow <laughs> because they've they've so they've been able to like take him out of the training program and into the matrix that neo was in mm-hmm. as morpheus but then also they have this technology that allows for programs to walk around now in the real world. So he's mm. also able to be in the real world, but like his his role is in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how he comes into being in the Matrix. And then in the Matrix, he is the role of Morpheus. Yeah, but he's like actively playing that role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so he's like, so there's a scene the first scene where he meets him where neo meets him mm-hmm. uh, is in a bathroom <laughs> where like morpheus like texts him like come to the bathroom <laughs> show you something you know dignified <laughs> a dignified continuation of the matrix saga yeah and so he comes into the he comes into the bathroom and uh morpheus like comes out of the stall and is like at last 
And then he's like, oh, I don't know. I just wanted to try that. I'm not sure if it was really, you know, it's just a callback. And it's like, yeah, it's just like really meta. It's really meta. Um, it's really funny. Yeah, because what he says is, I just want to do it. It was just a callback. You know, with like Morpheus Uno is like in front of the, <laughs> the curtains or whatever. So I just think it's really funny that like Reggie Prime calls himself Reggie Prime. He's yeah. like, I'm not calling him that. That's what he calls himself. Yeah, yeah, And like yeah. likewise, but then this Morpheus calls mm. the other Morpheus Morpheus Uno. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's very good. Um, um, they're they're like not that similar. It's just like quite funny, mm. um, because actually, okay. So we're gonna talk about mirrors now, and it may take a while, um, because so they're in the bathroom, and they're in the bathroom because there's a mirror in the bathroom, and yeah. you know, if you've seen the first Matrix, you know that like you get out, you take the red pill, you go through a mirror, right? Like that's mm. how they get Neo, out. Um, uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember he goes to that room? That's what it is. He like has a reservoir pill and he's like, hey, this mirror is weird. And he like puts his hand in oh, and, and then the mirror like, starts yeah, crawling yeah, up yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, that's it what they're trying to do. Yeah. And so like they've hacked this mirror in the bathroom yes, to, to do, do the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Um, and, but actually what the scene, you know, is most analogous to in the Riverdale episode mm. is that Jughead, not fucking knowing who the fuck he is really, what he's supposed to be doing, knowing vaguely that he's Jughead, he's with Tabitha, yeah. Like he's told that his he's starting his first day of work at uh Riverdale High School. Yeah. They all work there. He goes in and you're not clear whether he's imagining seeing his friends at school there or whether he's actually seeing them because they now actually all work there. Mm. And he sees himself as a young person and you're like is you know you don't know whether that's yet another jughead or what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um and so already you're going are these hallucinations or is it for me, the audience, or is it something else? Yeah. He goes into a bathroom, again, wall of mirrors. Yeah. He looks up, there's a guy beside him who's asking him if he's all right. And he suddenly realizes that this is this guy, Ben Button. Mm. And Ben Button's asking him, is he all right? Mm. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm grand, but you died. <laughs> you died jumping out of a window to sacrifice yourself for the Gargoyle King. Uh, which is in the Dungeons and Dragons uh, season of Riverdale, which you should check out. Yeah. Um, and your man, Ben Button is unfazed. If someone said to me that they remembered me dying, jumping out of a window, like yeah. I feel like I would not be as chill. Yeah. Um, but what he's, what Ben Button says to him is, hey man, daytime hallucinations are a symptom of paranoid schizophrenia. You should look after yourself. Like he's not even... <laughs> You know, he's like so chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like kind of like what Neo's like saying to himself in that scene because he doesn't he doesn't take the pill at that point. He doesn't go through the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just like, oh, I'm I'm like losing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, anyway, they're just like similar scenes. And you were saying yes. that like likewise because Morpheus is dead. That it's like the the creator, main character, protagonist. Is mm. like in a bathroom being confronted by yeah. a person they know to be dead. Yeah. You know. And that like they potentially created because there's mm-hmm. like the reveal at the end of this episode, right? Is that like this jughead who we've been following for this episode has to stay behind in this pocket universe and write the story of the universe so yeah. that it can keep going so just like those two bathroom scenes mm. i was thinking about them mm. they got me thinking about mirrors mm. i don't think i ever really 
I must have known, but I never really internalized mm. how mirrors work in the Matrix. Okay. I.e. they don't work like they work in real life because you don't have eyes. You know, you're not using your eyes to look into the mirrors. Right? Uh, yeah, okay. Sure. So they're not... Okay. You're not using your eyes you're to look not using them. your real human eyes. Exactly. Yeah, using your virtual eyes. You're using your virtual eyes. Yeah. So they... They're coding the mirrors. Yes. And so they're controlling what you see in the mirrors. They're not just coding them to reflect the room or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, that, and th had, that is proven in this. Yeah, and that is proven. Yeah, by the fact that um, how they're like hiding Neo. I mean, they're doing a shit fucking job. But anyway, how they're hiding him in the new Matrixes, even though they're giving him the same name, they're calling him Thomas Anderson. They're like helping him to. Uh, they're hiding him by having him look different, like be a totally different person on the outside. Yeah. But he still has the same residual self-image mm. as previously. Yeah. So he still looks like Keanu Reeves, as far as we can see, which yeah. is what he is seeing. Yeah. But that's what he sees when he looks into a, like a normal mirror. Occasionally, I guess they fuck up the code and we get a glimpse of his actual reflection. Yes. Which is like some other dude. Yeah. But and other people also see him as some other dude. Yeah. And then like, so then the mirrors also serve like this function of like getting people out of the matrix. Mm. And then Jughead in the Riverdale episode describes Rivervale as like, as not a parallel universe, but... um as like a funhouse mirror version of Riverdale. Right. And that line wasn't what got me thinking about it, but I was trying to think of like, you know, internal universes and like Plato's allegory of the cave, right? Right. right. You know? Yeah. So there's like shadows in the wall, you yeah. know, there's the people, there's the real forms outside, you know, yeah. so there's like the ideal forms. But like, uh, it's like these episodes are like, Plato's Plato's House of Mirrors, you know. What the Rivervale episodes? Yeah, 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 and and likewise this kind of like version of the Matrix that's like yeah. so beyond where it's like obviously um, the Matrix is about simulations and like the disconnect between like what they imagined and the real and yeah. like literally like second scene of the first Matrix film. He's like stashed some code in a copy of Simulation and Simulacra by mm. Baudrillard. Um, we haven't gotten into the one piece of, I mean, when I say research, research, anyway, just the one like reference. I just, the one kind of thing I would suggest people read is this article about Riverdale that I sent to you. Sure, yeah. Um, and just in this like uh, article. Um, yes, yeah. Like uh, Haggai points out that like uh, Riverdale. Is it like a simulacrum? It's not. It's not trying to stimulate anything real. Like it's so far away yeah, yeah. from like it doesn't want to be anything like the real world, and actually isn't. And like after that article came out, season five like finished, and like it turned out that Archie had been away at war, which in what seems to be like trench first world war warfare yeah in afghanistan yeah but then it seems like world war Two definitely did happen in that universe like there's yeah. no do you know what i mean so like it's yeah there's not... no like uh correlation with the real world really. yeah. yeah 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 exactly and that's what i'm saying that it's it's just like this 
I just thought the image of like a funhouse mirror was like mm. apt, you know, yeah. that like, yeah, they're just kind of like warping. Yeah, like getting further, more warped and more and more warped version of stories yeah. to create kind of like more powerful emotion engines, basically. Yeah. And that's what both of them essentially do. Right. Because like that, that yearning between Trindy and Neo and that hope. Mm. is so that people is because apparently says the analyst mm. that humans human beings like are better batteries and make more energy when they're suffering that that's better energy yeah and that likewise uh but yeah but then similarly like with riverdale mm. um jughead says to jughead too says, says the other jughead um that he's gonna have to stay and write and become he says he's gonna become a living battery Mm. aka a story generator right like that's how he describes them do you know yeah. what i mean i just think it's yeah. like a real yeah. clear link they're the same um <laughs> um but yeah by writing the stories that feel the the universe yeah, yeah. So before we like wrap up and talk about the sort of conclusions of both mm-hmm. texts, um, do you want to just talk about some fun, fun stuff? Just some fun, fun aspects. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like mostly um, just have like stuff from from Riverdale here, but like what? Um, what did I think was? Fun? I mean, I thought loads of stuff was fun about the the Matrix. Um, yeah. films. It was great to see Jada Pinkett Smith again. Yeah. In old lady makeup. Terrible prosthetics. Yeah. They have her in, but enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed seeing her. Yeah. I like the yeah, I like the idea of like humans like working with machines. Yeah. And it not being as simple as just like destroying all the machines. Yeah, I like that one of the machines that helps them is called Sibebe. <laughs> It's one of my favorite aspects. Um, I really enjoyed the appearance by the Merovingian as sort of a crazed fan who's just really annoyed at the concept of uh, sequels. Oh my god! Obviously, what I like mm. about the Matrix film is that it's Sensei, the reboot. Yeah, everybody from Sensei is there except uh, your your favorite, whose name I can never remember. Not Toppence Middleton, it's the other one. It is Toppence oh, Middleton. Toppence Middleton. Yeah. I, I don't know. Toppence Quavid, isn't in it. I don't know why Quavid thinks Toppence Middleton is my favourite. You're I, always talking about her. I just, and by always talking about her, can reliably remember her name. Can identify her when she's on screen, which I cannot. But she's not in the Matrix. No, Quavid <laughs> didn't realise that she was in Sensei until a season and a half, and I was like, uh, that's Toppence Middleton. Um, she's got an accent. But, uh, she's uh, got white hair. But yeah, yeah everybody else from everybody Sensei else is there, there yeah. pretty much, as far as I can remember. Yeah. They're all doing a great job, and I'm happy for them. So happy for them. So but proud. I'm glad that they're back. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I just liked, um, I just liked that it was really stupid that uh-huh. they were like, yeah, we're making a sequel, and it's going to be it's gonna be so weird it's gonna not make any sense it's gonna make fun of the fact that we're making a sequel the whole time um it's gonna be like we're gonna take all our favorite parts from like jupiter ascending Mm -hmm. you know in terms of like 
weird like very like earnest nerdy sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff like not cool like mm-hmm. having a robot called Sebebe mm-hmm. not cool you would not have that in the original trilogy the original trilogy is like extremely cool but also trying to be extremely cool yeah, yeah. I, this film isn't really trying to be cool yeah, yeah you know what I mean yeah which I really like enjoyed about it yeah I like how it's like aesthetically like different as well mm-hmm. they were like we're not going to try and like just yeah redo the aesthetics of like um you know like 90s cyberpunk because why would we mm-hmm. it's 2021 you know yeah so yeah. it should be different. And I liked that they did that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's fully successful, but I like that they tried. Uh, Neo's game company um, mm-hmm. is called Deus Machina. Yeah. That's all. Just yeah. wanted to mention it. Just didn't want to let the episode end without... Yeah, and I don't know it. if we mentioned like the coffee shop they go to. is called oh. Simulate. We definitely uh, didn't mention it. That's the best bit of the film. Yeah, You're right to point it out. You know, it's just so stupid. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. I love it. God. Um, oh, one more thing I want to say okay. about that I liked about the Matrix because we like it's a it's the Trinity is married mm-hmm. to I don't know if they call him Chad in the film. Mm-hmm. I think they do. They might do. But the yeah. guy who plays him is called Chad. Like his name is Chad. That's so good. And uh, he's the director of something. He's the director of John Wick, I think. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, the the actor. Um, and it's just like uh, um, yeah just you know thank you yeah thanks for doing this yeah and like they Um, do call they do call her a milf as well in the film I have less issue with that no that's just funny just funny that's just funny Um, Um, yeah that's really good Uh, and I yeah and also just to say obviously Carrie-Anne Moss and Ken Reeves looking incredible doing a wonderful job (sighs) couldn't couldn't be more just, happy to see them. It was great. Yeah. Just amazing. like mom and dad were back, you know. It was wonderful, <laughs> you know. Um two uh, absolute hotties. Just looking fucking brill, doing brill. Um yeah, so what do I like about um Riverdale? Um I liked when Cheryl Blossom referred to uh, one of the Riverdale comics as this horrid pamphlet. Um, yeah, I I also really enjoyed the horrid pamphlet bit. I wrote that down as a thing I really yeah. enjoyed as well because it's uh, th- everything Cheryl says is so fucking funny in every episode yeah. of Riverdale. Like just iconic, iconic character. Um, I really liked the comic book page. Mm. where we have a shot of Jughead holding the comic book in like and reading a spread with both hands and then the spread is the same shot of Jughead reading the comic book and then the spread that he's reading is the same shot and like on and on and on and on yeah and, on. and it's like tilting infinite, yeah and it's like tilting the whole time uh, like infinite uh, comic book and then he turns the page and the rest of the comic book is blank yeah loves that because it's like showing him the moment of realising yeah, that the that, yeah, yeah. It's so and good. there's no more comics after that. Um, I love that. I really enjoyed um Veronica saying, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's make out to save the universe." So great. Um, yeah. Perfect. 
also also the plot of Matrix Four. Exactly. Yeah. It literally plot summary of Matrix Four. Let's make out to save yeah. the universe. Because again, just to be clear, why why Veronica would be saying that is because they're like, oh well, we can't get Betty and Archie to do it because they'll be busy getting married, mm. and Jughead doesn't want to blow them up. But they're like, oh well, we need the next best thing, i.e., Jughead and Veronica. Because they're the same. Yeah. They're the equivalent. They're the yeah. mirror image. Exactly. You know. You know? <laughs> I've already said about the, the like, meaning of The Matrix 4 is that it's about the power of love. Mm. The meaning of Riverdale is that it's about the power of imagination, mm. which Jughead describes. Jughead, the first one who's dead and then comes back, says, Imagination. It's limitless and all-powerful, boundless and ever-replenishing. There is no fuel more potent, no generator more awesome. <laughs> Like, yeah, don't feel more potent unless you want to fucking drive your car. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I don't even think I did like it. It annoys me so much. The rationale behind stories enabling Riverdale, Rivervale to keep functioning is mm-hmm. not because Rivervale is so cracked. It's because the, the, the split of the universes was caused by a bomb, mm. a.k.a. destruction. Mm. And what's the opposite of destruction? creation yeah. imagination and so so Jughead is going to create in this bunker that that's it just yeah. like the concepts they're opposite concepts and that's how science that's works that's science um, and science is also a piece of rock that you have on your bedside table yeah well getting to that <laughs> my other favorite 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 quote from the episode is when so Ethel who also hasn't been in Riverdale for a while. Mm-hmm. She's back. Ethel uh, dis- like says that she knows how to save Riverdale. She doesn't know how to save both universes. But they decide that they're just going to save Riverdale initially. Right? Yeah. And uh, she's like, it, we, have to, we may have to recreate the circumstances of the point of, of breakage between the, the split between the two universes. Yeah. And that moment, and she's like, oh, no, what the moment is. And Jughead's like, oh, it's the it's the bomb under Archie's bed. And she's like, Jughead, I just don't think just an explosion is, like, significant enough to be the moment, which is a crazy statement anyway. But he, Jughead then convinces her by saying, no, it, there was so much going on. There's creation. Oh, no, sorry, I have the exact quote. Excuse me. It, was a, it wasn't just an explosion. It was a confluence of good and evil. Archie and Betty's love, Hiram's hate, there was creation, I was in the garage writing, and destruction, the explosion, there was science, Archie had this chunk of palladium on his desk, and magic, Cheryl's curse on the town, and Ethel says, that might definitely do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah. And why, so and why you should watch Riverdale is because it's the kind of show where you can just say that. Yeah. You just say that sentence and that's fine. And that's the rationale and Go the on episode ahead. moves on. Yeah. Nobody's questioning it. Yeah. That's a lot going on. Like, he was in the garage writing. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? It's creation. <laughs> writing is creation. Rock on your bedside table. That's science. Oh, you know? Oh, God. I think that that uh might definitely do it um i think that that might that might be it just because the riverdale episode is um uh much shorter than 
the, yeah. the Matrix film, and there's obviously not all these. And um, I could say so much about what I like about Riverdale, the show, but I think I've already said it. And yeah. like, you should just watch it. Yeah, I think it's just um like be good to say that they do kind of have very similar endings as well. Yeah. So let's for our ending, let's discuss their yeah. their similar endings. Yeah. Yeah. So like the end of the Matrix, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but um. Basically, once Neo gets out of the Matrix, the rest of the film is about he, as he's being, um, like, taken away. Crane lifted out of his yeah, pod. out of his pod. He looks down and he sees another pod and he's like, fuck, Trinity's in that pod. So he, like, realises that she's alive. And then he gets taken to the new Zion, which is called Io. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, lots of stuff happens. But basically, the rest of the film is, like, he wants to get back into the Matrix and save Trinity and, like, um, somehow get her out or convince her to leave or whatever. Um, and so, like, the rest of the plot is, like, driven by their relationship and their, like, his sort of love for Trinity. And um, kind of, like, I guess they're also... Like, what's interesting about it is there isn't really, like, an overall, like, save the world goal... So like, but like his goal, his goal is basically to get Trinity out. Yeah. Right. Um, and then like at the end of this <laughs> Riverdale episode, they also want to, they're, they're realizing that the two universes are going to collide mm-hmm. together and destroy everybody. And that the only way to stop it is to like, they, they initially say the only way to stop it is to destroy this pocket universe of Rivervale. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, to do that, they also need this, like, connection between two people. And so, like, both, um, both texts end with, like, this, you know, sort of love connection between mm-hmm. two people, kind of, but, like, in quite different ways. Yeah, it's um, like, it's like that that is going to, that has to be done in order yeah. that, like, new universes can be written basically because that's it because like you know neo and trinity then like came up and it's like it's not they haven't had a victory but they're now able to begin a new fight yeah and like likewise rivervale has a chance to fucking get back on some sort of track and like be its own universe yeah so they both end with like um the main character which is jughead and neo Mm -hmm. uh committing to like creating new worlds out of the worlds that, that that's kind of been left to them mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah um which is just they're the same yes um which is just interesting and i do what i do like about the the that sort of ending to the matrix is that they um both trinity and neo sort of like reject this um idea from the analyst of like that like human beings require suffering that suffering brings more energy and power because like obviously what the analyst is saying is sort of like a metaphor for our current world Mm -hmm. that we live in and that like like you were saying like people are afraid to leave the matrix um I guess because because they have this hope that like it could be it could better, still improve, yeah. and they're afraid to like destroy the current system and make a new one. Yes. And at the end of the film, um, Neo and Trinity basically say that like they are gonna do that, that they're gonna like rewrite 
the Matrix as it is and make a utopia, mm-hmm. you know, and then they like fly off into the sunset. Oh, that's very beautiful. Um, me the other day do you have an answer to this yet do you think Lana Wachowski watches Riverdale I don't have an answer to this yet yeah (laughs) yes because part of me is like well she must right but then part of me another part of me is like because I've been like it's just like I've like you know met enough people that Mm. like should be watching Riverdale and like don't seem to know that yet and they're like oh but isn't it like really straight I was like no. no like you just can't you can't put Riverdale into any sort of box you know it's only straight in the same way that the Matrix is straight which is to say not at all yeah yeah you know what I mean but it's like like, textually... like on a surface level yeah yeah yes it is yeah but anywhere below the surface both texts are deeply queer yeah <laughs> The, yeah, the thing about Riverdale is, like, it's queer, but it's, like, not queer in, like, the same language that anything else is queer. Do exactly. you know what I mean? It's just, like, in the same way that's not good in the same language that anything else is good. But it is good and queer. Yeah. And, and the same can be said about yeah. Matrix Resurrection. <laughs> yeah. um, if Lana is out there, if Lana's listening, she's not. But she's if not. she were, but Lana, yeah. you should watch Riverdale. You'd enjoy it. Oh, thanks for that. Great crack. Um, yeah. Um, be back. Hope you enjoyed that nonsense. Yeah. Obviously, there's a whole lot we didn't get into, but like, this is not a podcast about the Matrix. Um, not directions. Not, not, not a podcast. Not a podcast about directions. <laughs> but um, if anybody has any <laughs> reading or podcast recommendations about the Matrix Resurrections, um, let me know. Strongly recommend. The video essay, The Matrix Sequels Are Good Actually. Yeah. Um, by Sophie from Mars and Sarah Zedek. If you want to reassess your own perceptions of The Matrix Sequels. Yeah. Um, because they are actually good. But yeah, I, I recommend Riverdale. I recommend, if you're looking for something actually good that's Archie Comics related, I recommend Vampironica. Um, forthcoming TV series. Oh God, I fucking <laughs> hope so. I hope so. Vampironica is, is a comic... Um, comic book series and like the first um couple issues maybe two maybe three maybe just two are like um drawn by craig smallwood and like just go check out craig smallwood's stuff like he's just a brilliant brilliant comic artist um and yeah i will put in the the article um about it's very short beautiful article Mm. by Haggai pabloski about how great riverdale actually is um yeah i think that's about it um thanks for listening <laughs> um yeah news new stuff coming 2022 Woo. i don't know what it'll be but we will do that episode at some point yeah so said that we would event do. horizon and the bloody chamber by Angela carter get reading uh and watching because it is coming yeah so if you've been waiting you've been holding Holding tight to for a Event Horizon Bloody Chamber episode. It's coming eventually. Uh, cool. Thank you for listening. Yeah, check us out 
on Instagram, on Twitter, we're there at Not Not Pod. On, yeah. On all the socials. Uh, do check out the website notnot.ie if you aren't have not already. There's all sorts of there's all the stuff that we made with previous episodes. There's no stuff related to this episode except like we're not gonna uh, we're not making stuff no. anymore. Yeah, check out the website. It's got stuff on it. Um, we also like sell t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and badges on the website or in the little deer at the moment until February and maybe beyond. They're based in Maureen's and Stony Butter. Um, you can get our t-shirts there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh. That's it. Also, I mean, if you want, you can follow us individually on Instagram. Well, certainly follow me. I don't know about Quiva. So it's Comic Foil, F O Y L E, um, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and yeah. I, I draw things on Instagram. I just don't follow me. So don't follow me on Twitter. Don't recommend it. Well, I I would say the opposite. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Repsy. Don't follow me on Instagram. Repsy, R E P Z Y. Yeah. Yeah, um, hope you enjoyed this holiday special. Well, hopefully there'll be a new episode this year. This year. 